Welcome to Newest, Latest, Best, the quick daily show to keep you in the know with all of the newest information, latest releases, and the very best that games have to offer. I'm Jeff Kanata, and today is Friday, January 19th, 2018. Nintendo's big Labo announcement yesterday caused quite a stir. It's the internet. Of course, everything is going to cause quite a stir. But I think this announcement in particular was so unexpected and so out of left field and so Nintendo that it invited uh, a lot of opinion, a lot of speculation. And since it's something that no company has ever really done before, it invites speculation in a way new game announcements don't tend to. Uh, Game announcements are a known quantity. This is a totally fresh, unknown quantity. And for me, that's a lot of what makes it so exciting and interesting and makes me love Nintendo. I love how willing they are to take big risks, to take big swings, and try to invent new markets instead of just servicing the markets they already have. Find demographics that aren't being served by the video game market. Inspire people, spark imaginations in ways that games haven't before. And we've seen them do that over and over and over again. From the Wii Balance Board to brain training, brain age on the DS. To, I mean, the idea of waggle in the first place. Motion controllers on the Wii and second screens on the DS. Even analog sticks. You know, Nintendo has innovated and brought the industry along with it for good or ill. I think there's an argument to be made that sometimes these innovations push the industry in places that end up not being particularly useful or helpful or progressive. (laughs) I think the whole detour into Waggle maybe wasn't the most useful, but it got us to a place that I think that was closer to VR And we saw Sony in particular retrofit their Move controllers into a VR controller setup. I think that's a a positive thing. Either way, I think it shakes up the industry and it's it's proof that we want Nintendo in the hardware-making business. People have predicted over and over again throughout the years, uh, maybe not even just predicted, but suggested that... Nintendo would be better served getting out of the hardware business and just becoming a software company like Sega did and just make Mario's and Zelda's, make these incredibly well-crafted and polished games that they're so good at, make them for more powerful systems and not worry about making the hardware. Certainly we saw that in the Wii U era. We saw that in the GameCube era. Anytime a Nintendo system comes out and underperforms and doesn't really have third-party support, people start proclaiming that Nintendo as a hardware company should be finished, and we don't need that kind of innovation in the marketplace. We don't need their hardware. We just need their software, which sells their hardware. But then you get something like the Nintendo Switch, which really, I think, is a huge push forward for integrating mobile and home console play and creating this third thing that is both and 
I think really has captured the imagination and excitement of a huge audience. Certainly the, the great sales of the Switch point in that direction. But not only that, we get these crazy peripherals. We get these wild, innovative ideas out of Nintendo. Uh, heart monitors, maybe on the weirder, less exciting end. But for every heart monitor, you get something like Nintendo Labo. And I think Labo is really a wonderful, innovative idea and something that I think is going to spark the imagination of kids. And many of you wrote in and called in with opinions on both sides of Labo yourselves. So let's talk a little bit more about what you guys have thought about this announcement. Let's start with one on the positive side. This comes from Gary, who's as excited as I am about Nintendo Labo. Dude, Jeff, it's Gary calling from Framerate, and oh my god, Nintendo Labo, or Labo, right? We don't say Labo. <laughs> but <laughs> it's so cool. Some of the coolest things I've seen in video games in a while. I actually don't have a Switch yet. You know, Mario Odyssey and some of these some of these games have been have been luring me. But this, more than anything, I don't have kids, and I guess I'm a kid at heart, like Nintendo says, because this is right up my alley. I think I thought that video, I geeked out about that video for like hours, because I just kept thinking about every part. My favorite part's the Discover, because you're making making this and then you're playing this but then they also have a whole section that teaches you how it works this is so cool for kids it's diy it's stem i love how you said it's uh it's like be kind rewind it actually reminded me of uh do you remember hugh jackman's oscar monologue song it actually uh dan Harmon of rick and morty helped helps uh write it kind of like that go back and watch it on youtube but man nintendo labo hey gary thanks for the call in i just rewatched the Hugh Jackman <laughs> intro song from the 2009 Oscars on YouTube. Yes, just like that. It also reminds me of the Little Big Planet tech, right? The entire Little Big Planet world is so fun and so inventive because it imagines this. And here is Nintendo building it IRL, right? How cool. I love this. And bravo for the kid at heart. I'm so uh, excited to hear you mention the fact that you don't have a Switch, and it wasn't Mario or Zelda that gets you excited. It's building cardboard tech. It's DIY. It's maker. It's that aesthetic that is magical. And I agree. I think nobody is doing this. Nobody is doing this except Nintendo, right? Are we going to see, much like the uh, the Waggle Revolution when Nintendo caused Microsoft to innovate on Kinect and Sony to put out Move. Are we going to see the Microsoft and Sony versions of the Maker movement? Are we going to see uh, Build It Yourself from Microsoft and Sony? I think that would be fine. <laughs> yes, I love this idea. I am a kid whose favorite toy was Lego. I wanted to build. I wanted to create. And this is cool. And you're right. The discovery element is the best part because I think finding out how things work behind the scenes, getting inside a thing and understanding, oh, that pulley causes that to rotate, which makes that work. All of that stuff sparks imaginations, and it does so not just in kids but in adults too. And I think video games in general um, are far too easy to ignore the behind the scenes. I like when video games cause people to 
want to figure out how they're made and get into programming. I love when video games open the door to systems that spark imagination. So you're not just seeing uh, a slick presentation. You're actually brought into the systems of a video game. I, the example I always use is Civilization for that, where the systems of how governments interact and how nation states grow and expand uh, are revealed by playing that game. And that's a powerful thing. And so here, too, physics and mechanical engineering can be revealed by looking and building these cardboard worlds. And that's that's awesome. So I echo your enthusiasm. I think this is a, a pretty darn cool innovation from Nintendo. I hope people copy it. I hope it causes a whole maker revolution, a whole maker movement inside video gaming because I think that would be a positive thing. On the other end of the spectrum, though, here is a response from Tim, who has perhaps more reservations than Gary and I do. Hey, Jeff, it's Tim. Just wanted to share my feedback on the Nintendo Labo announcement. I do agree it's a creative endeavor Nintendo's going for, tailoring to that kid audience that they like to go for and tapping into their imagination with these creations. I get a little concerned with this, though, because of the price points. I mean, we're essentially looking at cardboard that we're being asked to build here for the kids here. And, you know, for $69.99, I think even $79 for uh, the robot suit, it's asking a lot. And I question the durability of this cardboard here. I mean, if we know how kids are, and you know, even from the smaller age to preteen to teenagers, I mean, kids like to test their limits <laughs> with uh, using these things here. And I worry that they're going to wear it out when they use it and potentially break it. I mean, I wonder if Nintendo has figured that into their strategy when it comes to selling this stuff here. I mean, like, I mean if this stuff breaks, are they really asking us to go out and spend $70 again on that stuff? It seems really questionable for me, but I guess we'll see as time, as time goes on. Thanks for the call in, Tim. I think you bring up some very relevant points. First of all, price. Yes, I think these are a little more expensive than they should be. 70 bucks is a lot to ask. I understand you get several of the kits in the standard base SKU, and that's pretty cool, but ultimately we're talking about cardboard and some software here. And it seems to me that like 40 bucks would have been really perfect. Would have been right in the sweet spot of, "Oh man, impulse buy. Let's try this thing out. Let's make a disposable thing that I'm not dumping a whole bunch of money into and doesn't bring up all of those reservations that you're talking about of like 70 bucks. Now I have to treat this thing like a precious model that <laughs> that I can't beat up and, and really interact with because it was pretty expensive. 40 bucks, like 39.99 would have been so perfect and so sweet and so easy to get enthused about without ever having to worry that it feels a little price gougy. However, you did bring up the idea that is Nintendo just expecting you to buy new ones when you break them? They have announced, I don't know if you saw this, but they have announced that they are releasing the patterns for the cardboard for free. So theoretically, if you've already got the software and you've already got the kit and one of them breaks or gets smashed with a an errant kid fall or throw, <laughs> you can... I guess, theoretically, get some new cardboard, some corrugated cardboard, and uh, use the the 
template to cut out and fashion a new copy. I don't know how easy that would be, how hard it would be to exacto knife out all the all the cuts and fold the right folds, but at least they're making the effort to put that stuff out there for free so you don't have to buy a new version should tragedy befall your cardboard creations. Either way, it's not enough for me to get completely uh, negative on this. I think it would be so much better if it weren't quite so expensive. It'll be interesting to see how this sells. I think initially it'll sell really, really well because the Nintendo fans are rabid and passionate. But will it stand the test of time? And will we get new kits and will these kits continue to sell? Is this the new Amiibo? Are people going to get behind it and really uh, support it as a platform? That remains to be seen. I'm hopeful. I think the um, imagination and the uh, innovation is worth investigating further.